Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to personally discover the life-changing impact of the Word of God as you listen to this message by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi serves as a bishop in Lighthouse Chapel International, a denomination founded by Bishop Dacuid Mills with over 1,500 branches worldwide. Bishop Richard currently pastors the London branch of the First Love Church, a vibrant campus ministry with young, energetic people, full of first love for the Lord. We believe this message will give you hope, light and love to strengthen you in your Christian walk. Now listen to Bishop Richard. Knowing that um, God came to call the sinners and not the righteous. Do you want to hear the testimony of a sinner who has been made righteous? I thought so. So, before I joined, before I joined, sorry, First Love Church, my life was in a terrible state. I was kicked out of both school and college, and with nothing credible going for me, I decided to take up the life of a roadman. Wow. So, to my knowledge, a roadman is somebody that um, adopts the lifestyle of the roadside. The lifestyle of the roadside being drugs, fornication, um, and several illegal activities um, that we could state. Okay, so. Oh, in fact, this entailed robberies, breaking and entering into people's houses for goods, gang violence, and drug dealing. Just after my 18th birthday, I was sent to prison for three years and three months. While in prison, with no self-identity or Christian foundation, I was lost and decided to pursue Islam, believing it to be the true religion. I would read books such as All About Islam in my cell and desperately try to get my head around the Quran. When I was released, things didn't change much. I continued my old lifestyle of selling drugs and was involved with bad company. One day, I was introduced to a friend who, to my surprise, actually lived four four doors down the road from me. We began talking, and he mentioned to me that he had just joined a new church called First Love Church. He told me how nice the people were and how much Bishop Richard's messages were a blessing to him. I agreed to come and try it out. Since being in First Love Church, I have been delivered and liberated from so many lies and delusions. I cannot take Bishop Richard for granted. I thank God for this well that we are drinking from here in the First Love Church. Glory be to God. Amen. And without further ado, let's welcome our brother Kamal to give us, give us, sorry, I can't talk today, Maureen. To give us another powerful testimony. Clap for Kamal. I need the house you give it to me. I need the college you give it to me. 
thing I am, I give it to you. Hi everyone, my name is Kamal and I'm in the film stars. So, approximately seven months ago, my finances were in complete turmoil. My account balance had gone past zero. It went past the arranged overdraft and it was still falling. I was working at the time, but I was working as a self-employed recruitment consultant. So I never know when the next... Um, paycheck would arrive and at the time I'd stopped paying my tithes and offerings because I didn't have any money and I used to go to the train station with like a money jar and just to get to church I'd have to top up with like 20 p's and 10 p's I couldn't even um, catch bus to work I had to walk and this was around the time that Bishop Richard was sharing on the financial mistakes messages and it was very timely um there was a point when he was talking about laziness and um, people who aren't progressing and looking to move further in their life, and that was me. <laughs> so I made the decision then that I needed to quit. I needed to start fresh. So I resigned the next day. Um, within a week, I was looking for a job, and I, I managed to find a role at a restaurant where I now work. Um, it wasn't ideal what I would have liked because ideally I'd like to go into HR but it was something and I was grateful from what I didn't have. Um, fast forward to recently a couple weeks ago my manager was talking to me and she mentioned that she wanted to train me to become a training champion. So a training champion is someone that introduces people to the company, ensures they're all set up and that they sort of know the systems. And as she was talking, I was sort of zoned out a little bit. And <laughs> I was just thanking God because to me, it was such a blessing. And I believe it's a result of the tithes that I started paying when I got the role. So the Bible tells us that there's a window in heaven. And when you pay your tithes, it's opened and a blessing is poured out that you can't contain. And for me, this is that blessing. I just have to say thank you to God because where I want, I want to go back to uni and do a master's in HR. And then when I finished university originally, it took me like a year before I could find a job. And this is the opportunity for me to, to progress higher. And I don't think I would have ever been given that opportunity without God's help. There are so many other people in there with more experience, more knowledge, but of everyone, my manager picked me. And I just want to say thank you to God. And I want to encourage you all that if you don't pay your tithes consistently in your offerings, please do because it will unlock for you a blessing that you couldn't imagine. Amen. Wow. Amen. He said that his manager made him a training champion. Your manager is making you a champion. I said your manager is making you a champion. And your lecturer is making you a champion. Amen. Amen. You're walking out of here a champion. Amen. Well, there's still more in store for us. Are you ready to hear some anointed singing? Some singing that will touch your soul. Some singing that will touch your spirit. Are you ready to hear that singing? Then clap your hands and welcome our sister Marcella.
my fear He's the strength of my life Day and night No need to be afraid I have a secret place Where I seek my God's face He gives me peace for my troubled mind He carries me over mountains He comforts me in the valley When I'm going through a storm I'm protected in His arms Oh, my Father loves me That's why I sing The Lord is my light And my salvation Whom shall I fear? He's the strength of my life Day and No need to be afraid When evil tries to destroy me Tries to make me fall He puts me upon a rock Out of the reach of them all When my enemies try to hurt me I don't have to worry I'm in his care Not just here but everywhere So I'll go to that hiding place And I'll seek my God's face He gives me strength to go on He carries me over mountains He comforts me in the valley When I'm going through a storm I'm protected in His arms Oh, my Father loves me That's why I sing The Lord is my light and my salvation. Who shall I fear? He is my strength. The Lord is my strong tower and my hiding place. From day to day, He is my strength. The Lord is my strong tower. And you know what, though you walk through the valley of shadow of death, you know that you're not alone. Oh no, the Lord is my light, He's my salvation, whom shall I fear? He's the strength of my life, day and No need to be a 
There's nobody else like you. Nobody else like you. Not my mother, not my father, not my sister, not my brother. Nobody else will do. That's why I love you. There's nobody else like you. And no one else will do. There's nobody else like you. There's nobody else like you. Nobody else like you. Not my mother, not my father, not my sister, not my brother. Nobody else will do. That's why I love you. There's nobody else like you. No one else will do. There's nobody else like you. In hard times, you've been my friend. You stood by me till the end. When all others cease to be. Lord, you're there, you're always there When I feel like crying Lord, you care, you always care Whenever I call you You answer my plea There's nobody else like you You've got the sweetest name I know The sweetest name I know Jesus, Jesus sent from above Just to show the Father's love That's why I love you there's nobody else like you, no, no, nobody, and no one else will do. There's nobody else like you.
No, no, not one. No, no, not one. 
no, 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 can heal so diseases no no not one no no not one there's nobody nobody like Jesus no no not one no Nobody can heal our soul's diseases. No, no, not one. No, no, not one. Wow. Wow. Are you excited? Do you enjoy the music? Tell your neighbor it's time for the word. Tell your other neighbor, it's time for the word. Tell the person behind you, are you ready for the word? Well, today in our midst, we have not only a good preacher, but we have a teacher who has great latitude and great love. Put your hands together, rise to your feet, and welcome our pastor, Bishop Richard Ayi. Hallelujah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, let us pray. Father, thank you for this afternoon. Thank you for this blessed opportunity to be in church. Let your will be done amongst us. Let your kingdom come. Let your great name be exalted amongst us. Thank you for the blessing of hearing your word and receiving your word. Let instruction come to us. And let light come to us today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Take your seat in his holy presence. Hallelujah. Ah, yeah. Let there be light. And there was light. Are you enjoying the light? Do you like the light? Are you happy to be in church? Okay, so today we want to move on to um, something new. And something nice. Are you happy to hear new messages? And lovely messages. Hallelujah. So, the title of our new series um, for a couple of weeks will be Jesus' Prayer Promises. Wow. Wow. Are you happy about that? 
that Jesus taught us how to pray. Um, You know, one of the many things that Jesus taught, one of the key things was that he taught us how to pray. And um, he taught us what to expect um, when we pray. He, he, his model prayer that he gave to us was um, the Lord's Prayer, what we call the Lord's Prayer. When, when you pray, say. A lot of people think in their heads when they are praying, but Jesus said, when you pray, say. Um, and then he said, say, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we also forgive them that trespass against us. Then he said, continue praying and say that lead us from the temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom the power, the glory, and the honor. Then you say amen. Amen. Okay, so that was this like a model prayer that Jesus taught us to use when we are praying. It's like this how this how to pray. So it's a good it's a good prayer to learn and to pray. You can never say to yourself that you finished praying. I mean you've exhausted all the um uh, the prayer. You understand? So he taught us that when you pray, say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth. This prayer alone, if you are praying, can you imagine you wake up and you are praying? You will not finish it. You have to rush to work or to lectures, wherever, wherever you go. It's a very detailed um, and systematic well-organized prayer that Jesus taught us that today what we are talking about are the promises because Jesus made promises. He made promises regarding prayer. We want to talk about the promises that Jesus made. If Jesus made a promise, you are guaranteed that that promise is real and will be fulfilled, isn't it? I'm sure you've experienced other promises that you realize that they were not promises. How many of you have had such an experience before? Promises that were not promises. Jesus' promises are real promises. And uh, you'll be blessed when you follow the promises of Jesus. So let's start from John chapter 14. And see the first promise that Jesus made. John chapter 14, verse 1 says, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. Did you know this verse? It's a very good verse, isn't it? Yeah. Then verse 2 says that, In my father's house are many mansions. I'm only reading it because I just need you to have a good idea of uh, where the verse is coming from. Uh, I could jump to the verse that I'm looking for, but it's good to keep things in context. Are you understanding me? Okay, so in my father's house are many mansions. If if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. So you can get a feeling of the person that's speaking that I just need you to know that what I'm saying is what it is. Uh, In my father's house are many mansions. I don't know whether someone has told you that he's from the 
royal family of um, of Tanzania. And when he marries you, where he's taking you to, there are many mansions. There are great things there. You know, not knowing he's from Rwanda. But Jesus, what Jesus is saying is what it is. He's saying that, look, if it were, he said, if it were not so, I would have told you. If it were not so, I would have told you that that's not how it is. Um, Most people don't like to say the truth to start off with. They like to make, give an impression of what they think is right and what is great and what is good. And then as you start getting to know people, you get to um, discover that your first few encounters, what you heard and what you were told, were not so. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Okay. I have to keep asking whether you know what I'm talking about or whether I'm the only one who's, I mean, who's had such experience or heard of such stories. But these are things. That's, 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 why, that's why I keep saying one of my leading advice to people is slow down. Get to know people before you sign up. That's all. It's not because um, you are special or somebody is too special or somebody doesn't deserve someone. It's just that it's it's quite normal in life that uh, meeting up with someone, um, fellowship, having a cup of tea with someone, there's no guarantee that you know everything about the person. And everybody tries to give if everybody, most people give the right foot, like we say, they give you the right foot first, but everyone has a left foot. Do you understand that proverb? Yeah. Give the right foot first. I mean, it's like, this is a nice part. As you move along, you discover. You will discover that, I mean, okay, you discover. <laughs> okay. So he says that, I would have told you for those who, so he said, I go to prepare a place for you. Verse 3 says that, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. You know, apart from, as we're talking about the promises and things, apart from people even giving you promises and discovering that they can deliver, it's also in the same way when you are like in a leadership role, for instance, if you're a pastor, like in my position, people who, you see people, some people come around for the first time, second time, and they are full of praises. And, you know, excitement. I also, I also don't get um, sold out to such people and their comments. Because I need you to be around for a while. Hear more preachings. And hear preaching that perhaps wouldn't favor your lifestyle. <laughs> then I would like to know whether you still say that this guy is very great. Because it's the same me. It's the same me that preached two Sundays ago. That will be preaching again. If not, it's not. If I'm, I know for sure that it's not every Sunday that you feel like coming, standing up and applauding. So, if you've come for the first time, second time, relax. It's a long journey. Yeah, it's a long journey. Yes. As you're calling me Uncle Bishop today, what did you realize that you are calling me um, Mr. Bishop? <laughs> Do you, do you understand? Do you understand what I'm saying? So it's it's um, it's time. Time really brings out who we are, and um, and 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 what we are, and what we stand for, and what we believe in. 
So you, you, you have to really learn to control yourself and not to be too quick to speak. Don't be quick to speak and also be slow to anger. That's what the Bible says. Be slow, be slow to anger. Be slow to anger. Don't be, don't be someone who just, you know, you just speak. Just say great things. You're great. You're mighty. You're awesome. Since I was born, never have I heard such preaching. I didn't know that a church like this existed in London. Man, so how long have you guys been there? I mean, this church is really the church for me. And I'm going to be in till I die. No. You'll be surprised that you'll be here and you'll die. We'll have to resurrect you. Yeah. 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 So I'm just, I'm just telling you, you see, that you see people come around early, then they just say a lot of things. But be around for a while. And because the, the scripture, the way the word of God is, it is um, quick and powerful. And sharp. It is actually, the Bible says, sharper than a two-edged sword. It can cut you this way and cut you that way. The word cuts. I mean, it comforts, but it also cuts. How many of you have been cut before? It cuts. I mean, there are some days that it's more comfortable. I mean, happy. But there are some times when you see that. No, today I'm going home bleeding. I mean, I'm bleeding. I need to call. I need, I need the ambulance. I mean, I, need, I, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know what this man has eaten before he came to preach, but today's message is just, you know. But next time when you come, you'll see that, wow, it's comforting. But that's the, that's, that's the word of God. That's how it is. That's how it's going to be. You can't it's not, the word of God is not subject to culture or educational background or race. It is the word of God. It is the word of God. It is. You are either uh, going to comply with the scripture or you're going to force it to be something else. And then people who have forced the word of God to become other than what it is, you, you discover that the scriptures have been diluted the message, they never become what God really wants them to be because the message has been diluted to suit either background, educational background, culture. The, the word of God, you can't, you can't put, take the word and put it into someone's culture. You take your culture, you put it into the word. And the word will separate. Um, you know, like chemical reactions. The separations of things will separate what is unwanted from what is acceptable. Yes. And so when you hear the word or you keep hearing the word, you have to accept the word as it is. And rather tell yourself to be able to adapt to what the scripture says. Are you in church this beautiful Sunday afternoon? Okay, so back to John chapter 14. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. It's not comforting to know that Jesus will come back and take us home, take us to where he is, so that where he How many of you like to be where Jesus is? Yeah. Or you like to be where Johnny is? You prefer Jesus to Johnny? What about Jemima? You want to be where Jemima is? All right. Or Julie? 
You want to be where Jesus is? Are you sure? Are you sure you want Jesus to come back before your wedding? It should come after your wedding, isn't it? It should wait. It should wait and come after your wedding. Yeah. I know. I know. I know that's how you're thinking. That, oh, Jesus, don't come now. You know. I need to. You know. I need to walk on that road. See what is there. Feel what is there. Yeah. Imagine if Jesus is coming on 24th March. You wouldn't be happy, isn't it? And then your, and then your wedding is 25th. You'll say, oh, Jesus. I'm sure some of you would even say that, then leave me. <laughs> anyway, verse 4 says that. And whither I go, you know. And the way, you know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest. How can we know the way? There are always characters around, you know, who speak. Interestingly. The sixth says that Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Verse 7, he said that if you had known me, you should have known my father also. And from henceforth, you know him and have seen him. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the father and it sufficeth us. Jesus saith unto him, have I been so long time with you and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the father. And how sayest thou then? Show us the Father. Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me. He doeth the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very works' sake. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto the Father. Is that not a beautiful promise that Jesus has made that anyone who believes in him, the works that he, Jesus, is doing shall he do. And then he said he shall go on and do even greater works. Even greater works because I go unto the Father. May you see greater works in your life. Verse 13, he says that whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Whatso, no, verse 13. Whatsoever you shall ask in my name. Now he's teaching us. He's teaching, started talking to us about prayer. That whatsoever you shall ask. Prayer is asking, isn't it? Prayer is speaking to God, asking things. Whatsoever you shall ask in my name. In my name. That will I do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. Then in verse 14, he says that 
If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you shall ask anything in my name, I shall do it. The first promise, the first great promise of prayer that Jesus taught us is using his name. Using his name. That when you use his name, things will be done. The name of Jesus is not a swear word. It's not a swear word. It's not, it's not a word that you just use when you are scared. Or when you drop a plate in your kitchen. Or when you discover that you are late for a lecture. Or when you miss the train. Or you miss a bus. You don't stand there and shout, Jesus Christ. Or Jesus, I mean, it's like when you're in pain, you shout, ouch. When you're in pain, then you shout, Jesus. Like the name of Jesus is, you know, when, when you do that, what is happening is that it's losing value in your life. In your life. Any name or anything that you use, anyhow, that thing loses value. It loses value. Um, anything that is God-ordained, like God has made in a certain way, and then we change the usage of it. You change what it's meant for. That thing loses its value. It loses its value. Um, what example can I give you? What example can I give you? What example can I give you? Um, if you buy, if you buy, I remember many years ago, I've remembered something. I remember many years ago, I bought um, I'm not sure whether it's a good example. Maybe it's not the best example. But anything that's of value to you, and then you see someone using it, anyhow. I mean, the person doesn't seem to think that it's of that much importance, of that much value. You would see that it even affects you. It even affects you. It's like this nice thing that I have. Look at, look at what you've done. It's like, take, okay, I've got another example for you. Take, uh, take something like the um, concept of marriage in the world today. Um, it's virtually meaningless. Unless you are in Christ, you are in God, you are in church, and you decide to take it, and you decide to take it very seriously. Because out there, out there, everybody lives with everybody. Isn't it? Don't they just, they just, everyone lives with everybody. No one have much, much regard and much respect. I mean, some, uh, many years ago, I read that, um, and that was in the U.S., and I'm sure, I'm sure it's a good um, representation for the world. I read that um, divorce, divorce in the world, the rate of divorce in the world is the same as in the church. Wow. Yes, the same as in the church. And, and why is it? Why is it? Because it's like, it's like the church the church has unconsciously adopted worldly standards, you know, worldly things. You see, and all these things, all these things are demons. Are demons. These days, when, 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 if you're close to me, you see, you see that I talk a lot about demons. When someone makes a, a comment, someone says, I tell that this, this, is, this is a demon talking. This is a, because you feel, you feel when you've preached or when you say, you, you, even the reaction, it's like, it's like, why can't we be like the world? But we are not in the world. We are not of the world. We are in the church. That's the, that's the exact battle that we have. You see, that's the struggle. That's the struggle. 
the struggle, the struggle is to be different from the world, not not to be not to be like the world. So you see, you preach, you quote a verse, you preach a message. The, the reaction you get is, "I'm being judged, I'm being put down." But you see, by the word of God, it judges. It judges. It, you see, it, wait, listen, listen, listen. The word of God doesn't just comfort and encourage if you if you like, but it also judges. It also it also points out to you. It, it's, it's the word. The word is like a mirror. Your mirror judges you every morning. Why don't you cry in front of it and say that? Why don't you why don't you take why don't you take a chair and throw out the mirror and say that you are judging me? <laughs> you are judging me. After I've finished with my hair and everything, you are judging me. Someone someone sent me a message this morning that he tried to um, shape his beard. He got it all wrong. I'm sure he looked at his face in the mirror, and the mirror judged him that you look you look like a turtle. So he said, he said to me that because of that, because of that, he's taking it off. <laughs> so he's taking, so he's taking all off. That's why he hasn't got a beard today. He tried to, he tried to take my advice. Of doing it himself instead of giving his 13 pounds 50 to the barber. And he got it all wrong. He looked at himself in the mirror, and the mirror said to him that you look you look like a turtle. So he had to take it all off. I said to him that no, no problem. Keep trying. Because I also stood in the mirror this morning and also tried to shape mine. And I'm here. <laughs> I'm here, I don't have a problem. When I looked in the mirror, the mirror said to me that you look okay, you can go. You're all right, you can go. You look organized. <laughs> Are you with me? So, so the scripture, you know, the words I use condemn, judge. Don't, don't allow devils to tell you that when a weakness or a problem that you have is brought out, it means that you are hated. It rather means that you should repent. Turn away. Turn away. Turn away. Turn away from those ways. So, one of the things the scripture does, if, look, you, you, you see, unless you don't have your quiet time. If you have your quiet time, you'll be used to it. Because then you can't blame anyone. But when you come to church, when the only time that you hear the word of God is in church, then you blame the pastor. Then you blame the pastor. Do you think it's the pastor who is saying something? It is the Bible. It is the Bible. There are times that you'll be having your quiet as you are reading, you'll be looking over your shoulder. Is anyone standing here? Why, 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 why are these pages talking to me like that? I mean, it's like, it's like, why? But it's you, it's your eyes. Your eyes are judging you. So you, you would see that. We have, we have, one of the things like, I was talking about the name of Jesus, one of the things that is losing its value in the church is like something like marriage. It's like you say, oh, we just married today, tomorrow, it's like I don't want the person again. You see, you, if you're a Christian, you can't say that. You shouldn't be saying that. No matter the statistics, no matter what people are doing, you can't be saying, I don't like her again. Then you shouldn't have, you shouldn't have married her. You can't say that. You can't say that. You're not an unbeliever. You're not an infidel. 
You're a Christian. You're a Christian. Do you understand Christian? Christian Christian says that what God has put together, let no man put asunder. What are you talking about? Because of toothpaste. He said, I don't want it again. What are you saying? Interestingly, interestingly, in my small world, in my short life, I've not been around for long. Beyond for a little while. Out of the short, brief few years that I've been around, I've also been a pastor for just about half of those years that I've been around. I wasn't born a pastor, you know. <laughs> yeah, my parents, my birth certificate hasn't got bishop on it or pastor. Um, I've discovered that even, even people who have had the experience where the scripture says that you can be separated on this, which is adultery. All the people that I know have had that experience have not dissolved their marriage. They are still kissing. It's, 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 you know, it's one of the things that, things that I marvel at all the time. All the time. All the faithful women that I know, the husbands are still with them. All the faithful men that I know, their, their wives are even more protective over them. More super protective, and then little things like toothpaste, water, Coca Cola. The madness, madness enters into people's heads. I don't want it again. I don't want you again. You had this over Coca Cola. Who drank my Coca Cola? You will see how the spirit of the world has taken over somebody. You see how worldly someone has come. You see your decisions and your judgments, it reveals, it reveals the spirit that is at work in you. It reveals the spirit that is at work in you. It shows that the spirit of the world is operating in you, operating. The things that you permit, the way you think. The way you judge, the way you conclude, it shows the type of spirit that is at work in you. So this is a name, the name of Jesus. It's a name that must be highly valued in Christian circles and a Christian in a Christian's life. You have to value that. It's not, you don't just scream it out, Jesus, because your 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 um um, um what do you call it? that machine that we use to make copies in the office. The photocopier machine is not working. You are standing there kicking and shouting, Jesus. No, it's not a miracle service. (laughs) But why am I saying this? I'm saying it because the more you misuse it, the less effective it becomes in your life. The more you play with it. Oh, Jesus, when you are praying in the name of, you are not serious about it. You are not serious about it. So it doesn't work. It's not effective because it's a name that has no value to you. It's a name. It's, like, it's, like, it's the same thing about, I don't know whether marriage is a good example, but that's what is coming to my mind now. It's the same thing as marriage. As, you know, it's not as though marriage is not important or it's not a good thing, but because you have no regard for, for you. For you. 
It's of no importance, but for those that is important, you see that it is still important, it is still nice, it is still good, it is still sweet, it is still a blessing, but for you, who has lost value and respect for it, it is nothing. It is nothing. I was speaking to some people the other day, when I finished, I said to my wife that, I must give you an offering. I said, I must give you an offering. And I said to them, before I left them, before I went to my wife to tell her, I must give you an offering. I said to them, I said to them that you've made me really value my wife. Do you know why? Because everything they were describing about their husbands or boys or whatever they have in their lives, I have those traits. And my wife has not complained. And she's not left me. Everything they said, I could see myself. I said, this is me. I said, this is me at home. I said, this is me. This is what I do. I don't call. I don't do this. I forget that I'm going here. I said, this is me. And she hasn't complained. And look at you. I said to my wife, you don't have to. I need to buy you something. Uh, Yeah, I need to. I need to give her something. I need to give her something. I need to give her something. If I was not lucky and I've fallen into the hands of any of these ocean seven, I would have drowned. Yeah. I wouldn't be standing here with the confidence that I have because the way I'll be described. When you go here, you don't do this. We do you like this. You don't do this. He said, but as they were talking, I had to confess. I said it to them. I said, everything. There were about three of them. Everything each one of you has said, it's me. I'm even, af- I'm even afraid to come near you. Wow. Yeah, I'm even afraid. I'm so glad that I didn't meet you the time I met my wife. To have made the mistake of choosing you. Everything. So there you, you are, you can see that it's not so bad, it's just a person. It's just a person, how the person sees things. Like, no, this thing is rubbish. This thing is not, this thing is like this. Hey, why this? I've walked in this country penniless. My wife didn't leave me. I mean, penniless. We don't even know where the next food will come from. And I was a pastor. I was a pastor. She didn't leave me. Has she left me? She hasn't left me. Never did she even, even threaten me that I am going to leave you. That you are not you are not a serious person. You are not a serious person. Instead of being serious in life, you are always speaking in tongues. <laughs> she, hasn't, she hasn't left me. She's there. She's she's there. she sat there. She's just been there coolly. It's true. <laughs> See, the baby is telling you that. Are you listening? (laughs) So, the name of Jesus must be very important. Very important. Very. You see, we live in communities that names like a father. It's of no importance. It's of no importance. Name of mother. It's of no importance. Meanwhile, these are these are like pillars that create a family. And a society and brings and brings sanity. 
brings sanity into the community and into wherever we are. It brings something because God made it's God who made it. But when we grow up in a godless background, this is that father is nothing. You should you should read about you should read about the age of reason. The age of you see there, there, there are waves of waves of devils. That come at different, different, different uh, decades, or whenever they come, I don't know how often they come, but they, they, are, they are waves. Age of reason. Uh, uh, there's another one of uh, humanism. You know, they, they all they all leave leave remnants of ideologies, and then you will not even be aware that you have adopted it. You've taken it on board. It's even more important to you than scripture. That what the Bible says. So you that was not raised before, you have become it. Yeah. It's like you are it. It's like that's what's up. It's like I don't need daddy. I don't need this. I don't need this person. And the the society is decaying because names, names, and ranks that were supposed to have been respected and regarded. You grew up. Perhaps many of you you've you've, you've grown up, you've grown up hearing your mom insulting your dad. That's all you've learned. That's all you've, you've learned. You, you hear, you say, oh, that foolish man, that useless man, he does doing it only, be, only because there's no bread for toast. A loaf of bread, ATP, has been introduced to your naive, innocent, immature mind that it is of more importance than Father. Yes. You fed insults about this. There's no bread. There's no heating. There's no this. There's no that. So you see, by the time someone locks you up, engages you, say, I want to marry you, he doesn't even know what he's getting. He doesn't even know what he's getting. He doesn't even know that you're not even marryable. But the word of God shall heal your heart. I love that because there's no loaf, there's no butter, there's no heating or whatever, there's, there's no something. So, somebody is a foolish man. No, no. So, the name of Jesus, don't use it anyhow, use it when you need it so that you maintain the value. And the power, and the power, the power that rests in the name of Jesus. Let us not abuse. There's a power that is in the name of Jesus. When you use it anyhow, anyhow, any way, it loses its value. It loses its value. Anyway, like church, when you come, when you come to church, we come to church to get better. We come to church to learn. We don't come to church. I mean, the side effect of church is that I'll meet my friend. I'll meet people of my age group. I'll meet someone who will like me. I'll meet someone that I like. These are side effects. But the main thing is to know God, grow in God, get closer to God. That's the, that's the, main, that's the main reason, main thing, main thing, main thing. It can't be that your friend is not talking to you again, so you stop going to church. Then it means that your 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 understanding of church is quite weak. Yeah. 
Understanding of church, because my friend is not talking to me again. My friend went to Nando's with the other friend. They didn't include me, so I'm not going again. My friend, no, 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 no. Then your value of church is very low. You should, you should be there, as solid as a rock. Solid. Today when, today when we came to church, they didn't, they didn't sing my, my favorite song. They, 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 didn't, they didn't play my number. My number wasn't played, so... Uh, yeah, Teamo. So I think that I'm not going to come till till they start singing it, singing it again. No, then 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 you don't understand church. Did you understand church? It's stronger. It's deeper than that. The name of Jesus is is of greater power and value than ouch. They are not interchangeable. Ouch and Jesus. Ouch, Christ. Ouch, Jesus. No, Jesus is not a swear word. So he's saying that, he's saying that, where's verse 14? Can, you, can I please have just verse 14? If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. I will do it. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you will ask anything in my name, I will do it. You see, in effect, one of the things he's teaching us perhaps is, uh, you know about name dropping. You know when you mention certain names in some circles, everything stops. Yeah. Yeah. I discovered once that some people have been using my name. In my, in my small world, in, my small, in the church, in the church. Not, not like anywhere in the church. He said, oh, Bishop said, Bishop said, you know, I was talking to a Bishop, and Bishop said, you say, it's as soon as you say, Bishop said, it's like, who am I to tra- tra- uh, challenge it? It's like, it's okay, because Bishop said. So, what, what, what Jesus is teaching us is, if, when you are praying, drop my name in. Because, because, why? Why? Why is it that when you are talking to someone, they say, Bishop Richard said, immediately, immediately, it is assumed that you are close to Bishop Richard. You know Bishop Richard. You have an intimate relationship with Bishop Richard. You know what Bishop Richard is thinking. Or Bishop Richard has shared with you what he wants and what is. When you mention his name, all these implications are assumed. All these assumptions are made. But oh, she's close to him. She must have been sp- speaking to him. She, he must have told her what he wants. So as soon as you say this, so that's what he's saying that when you're talking to the father and you say the name of Jesus, the father will know that, ah, you know, you know Jesus, you know him. You know my only begotten son. My only begotten son. My only, you know him. So you know about, because it's not everybody who mentions the name of Jesus. When you mention it, the father knows that, oh, you know my only begotten son. You actually know him. You know about him. You know about him. And his name is very powerful. So he says that, use it. Use it. Use my name. Use my name. When you use my name, it will be all right with you. It will be okay with you. Because because he, he has been given a name above every other name. That at the mention of his name, Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. Devils will know. If you mention the name of Jesus, you are one of them. You are one of them. 
So you are one of them. You are using this name. You are coming here to use this name. Devils tremble at the name of Jesus. Devils tremble at the mention of the name of Jesus. Devils tremble. They tremble. Sometimes when you're preaching, if you're preaching, you're preaching, and people start reacting, it doesn't really bother you much. It doesn't really bother because if you're fooling, nobody gets irritated. If you're saying things that are uh, if like in consonance with their behavior, nobody gets irritated. When you start saying that, you know, the Bible says that someone gets irritated and, and shoots off. It is, it, is more, it, is, it is more like what happened in Mark chapter 1 and verse 21. And as Jesus was preaching, a man with an unclean spirit in the synagogue began to cry, leave us alone, leave us alone. To the one here, leave us alone, you see handbag on shoulder shooting off. It's a, it's a reaction. It's a reaction to the name of Jesus. You, you, you will not know, but in, in a church world like that, there are spiritual battles and reactions. That's what I'm saying. If you have your quiet time, you will get used to it. But when you don't have your quiet, quiet time is reading your Bible and praying every day. Spending time with God. Having a quiet, private time with God every day. That's quiet time. If you read your Bible every day, you get, you get used to rebukes. You get used to encouragement. You get used to comfort. You get used to teaching. You wouldn't, you, because there you can't blame anyone. You can't pluck your eyes out when you're reading the Bible. And the Bible you won't pluck it out. But when you come to church... And it's, it's, this, it's this pastor that is speaking. Then you take it up on him. Because you can see his gray beard and thinking that he knows something about you. So he speaks. But it is the Bible. It is the Bible. It is sharper than the two-edged sword. So it cuts. It cuts. So we have to use the name of Jesus carefully. The second promise that Jesus gave. Are you there? Are you blessed by the promises? The second promise he gave is in um, John chapter 15. You see, by, by the time you finish with John 14, 14, you'll be flying and saying that, okay, so now, anything that I ask, I just need to drop the name Jesus and things will come running to me. But he gives us uh, something else in John chapter 15. Have you found John 15? Verse 1 he says that I am the true vine and my father is the husband man. Every branch in me that beareth no fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it that it may bring forth more fruit. So, you see, when you're in church, when you're in church and uh, the word of God is affecting, purge, purge, purge is the removal of unwanted elements. If I want dictionary um, definition of the word purge is a violent removal of unwanted elements. Then it gives the example of like the medication, the type of medication called purgatives. Yeah, a violent removal. Have you seen when you have to rush into the loo and the violent dispatch of unwanted smelly material? You see how it comes out? It comes out with force. Uh, 
You pray that no one is around that could hear what is coming from. Javina, you didn't sleep last night. Okay. I'll help you. Stay awake, okay? I'll help you. Foul and remorse. So, so it's, it's, it's the, sometimes you can't just, the, the message, the word of God can have that effect on you. But it is not. Don't give in to demons and say, I'm being judged. I'm being condemned. I'm being put down. I don't feel comfortable. I don't think I belong here. Rather, it is the removal of attitudes, ways, lifestyles, so that you can bring forth more fruit, so that you can do better, so that you can do better, so that someone like you will do better. Instead of agreeing with the devils, and leave the devils with me and let me be in church. It's like, I must have the devil and be in church. I must have my old ways and still be in church. I must have the old negative relationships and whatnot and still be, I must feel comfortable in church. How can you feel comfortable in church about something that you are not proud of. If you're proud of it, come and testify. Come and tell us. Let me tell us how drunk you were last night. How high you were last night. How dubious you've been. Come and tell us. I don't know, but if you are proud, come and tell us that you were really high. I mean, you got this top quality weed you i mean you were you were with it you were with it all night come come and share come and share are you coming Only in first love that we laugh over serious things, you know. Yeah. But it's so that it's so that you can bring forth more fruit, so you can do better. You can do better. And the word is the word that's being used is purge. It's purge. That's why you can say. So I I try not to read from my my. But I try to read what you you can all see, so you don't think that I've, I'm adding some words to you know to frighten people. This is it. Verse three. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. The word has a, a cleansing agent. Amen. It cleanses. It's stronger than bleach. Amen. It's better than Mr. Muscle. <laughs> Verse 4. Then he says, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except abide in the vine, no more can ye except ye abide in me. John chapter 15 verse 5 says that I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. Verse 6 says that if a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered, and men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. Then verse 7 if you abide in me this is his second promise and my words abide in you you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. He said in 1414, ask in my name and I will do it. That he says in 157, that you know, it's not as simple as 
just finishing your madness. And then he says, Jesus, that Jesus is working. No, he says that if you abide in me and my words and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you want, what you will, what you want, and it shall be done unto you. So the second promise here is that asking, asking what you want is dependent on your status. Whether you are stable in Christ or not. Whether you are stable in God or not. Because it says abide. The word abide means to stay. It means to stay. And it means to be stable. To stay. And to be stable. Not to be someone who is tossed to and fro. So he said the people whose prayers are answered. Whose prayers are answered are people who have been abiding. People who have been abiding. Not people who are in and out. In this week, out next week. In in on Sundays, out for the rest of the week. When I say in, I mean in Christ. Have you heard heard that wonderful argument that sometimes people say that, you know, the fact that you don't see me in church doesn't mean that I'm I'm not a Christian. My question is, oh my, if you want to debate... Um, this room this room is not the church this is not, this, this not the church when we are out someone else has, has paid for this place this, this, this is a place with rooms they rent rooms out once you can pay you can have it rooms so the building is not the church the church is the people the people, the people, you are the church, the people, you carry the church with you and you bring the church back. If we, if we decide, if we decide to meet at the train station, we can have church there, church. That is, we are part of the body of Christ. So you can't kick out the church from your life and say that you are in the church. Do you understand? You can't, you can't kick out fellowship fellowship with the brethren fellowship with others it's like i don't want to meet with you guys i don't want to be with you guys but i am in the church when the real reason why you are not around you don't say it because there's always a real reason that there's always there's always the uh, official excuse and the real excuse it's always always there unless you are young so you wouldn't know it but if you've, been, if you've been in life for a little, you know that what someone is saying is not the real reason. There's always yeah. the real reason. Yeah. The real is always there. So usually after people are finished telling me the story, and I'll tell them, so what's the real reason? I ask that a lot. And then they will, they will tell me the real reason. I think they've given the excuses. It's like this. I said, do this. It's like this. And that. So, so what is the real one? Tell me the real one. Because the, the real one is what will make sense. The unreal one never makes sense. Never makes sense. I mean, it doesn't, doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. It's a real one that adds up. 
It's like this, it's like this. My uni has messed me up. Uh, student finance has messed me up. This. When you finish everything, ask yourself, what's the real reason? They say, oh, no. Um, the course was too tough for me. Yeah, I didn't understand it. That's the real reason. It's not student finance. It's not student finance. Or oh, the uni has messed you up. Abiding. Abiding, staying in the church. Even if you don't want to stay in first love, stay in a church. Stay in a church. Stay in a Bible-believing church. Be stable there. Be stable. Abide. Abide so that this great promise from Christ can be answered. If you abide, if you abide, if you abide, because our lifestyle sometimes shows that we are not in Christ. We are not in Christ. Sometimes where, sometimes where you, you've spent your time, the night, the whatever, you wouldn't like to meet your pastor there. That tells you that you were out of Christ. Wow. You have not been abiding. You've been sliding in and sliding out. Sliding, and you have you have reduced church to this building, but this this build this building can't be church. It can't be. No. How can this place be church? It's the people. It's the people, and the coming together of the people, the fellowship with the people of God that makes a church. So when you start kicking out the fellowship out of your life and debating that the fact that you don't see me in church doesn't mean that I no longer am Christ. Christ is saying that the church is the body of Christ. How can your, how can, how can your heart tell you that I'm, 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 if the fact that I have left your body doesn't mean that I'm no longer your heart? <laughs> if he leaves, it will stop functioning. The heart itself will die. And you will also die. You can't be at home and say that I'm still okay. One day, a certain sister was bringing one of these arguments of the fact that you don't see me in church. That's it. That's this many. This is about 15 years ago. You know, it's interesting that you still see. Uh, the devil telling people the same story to, for them to speak. Oh, 15 years ago, 18 years ago, she was telling me that the fact that you don't see me in church doesn't mean that uh, I'm, I'm no longer believing God. I believe in Jesus. You know, I still go to church. I said, where do you go to church? Do you know what she said? Do you know what she said? Do you want to know what she said? She said to me that I've been watching God TV. God TV. God TV. I said, no problem. As soon as she said it, the Holy Spirit came upon me. I, I like when the, Holy, because when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you become wise. The questions you ask are wise and discerning. So I said, oh, really? So when you are watching, what do you see? Because I wanted her to talk more. She said, the worship of this particular church is so beautiful. The people. So when she finished, I said, you fool. Do you realize that the people you are watching are in church? 
Do you realize, have you noticed that? That they've gone to church. They went to church. Do you realize that? That they are in church. I actually, I actually told her, you fool. Because I remember when Jesus said to the rich man, you fool. Today your soul is worth. So I had, to, I had to use it. Say, you fool. She wasn't offended. She was okay. Because she was, she was blown away by the wisdom. It's like, it's like, pastor, you are so wise. I mean, it's like, where did you get this? I said, I got it from um, daft people like you. You make me wise. You make me work. I can tell you, I haven't thought through a lot of things. When I start speaking, I sound very, very wise. But it's just that you don't think much. So the people you are watching, they are in church. I said, God TV is not for people to miss churches. It's for people perhaps who are in their hospital beds. People who have unfortunate circumstances. Then they can watch them be encouraged. It's not for people who can go to church. Because all the people, go, they are in church. As you are watching them, they are in church. Otherwise, we should all stop going to church and just have these pastors just come and stand on the screen and talk to us. You're watching people in church and you are telling me that when I don't see you, it's not because you're in church. You, are not, you have to abide. Are you, are you guys understanding what I'm saying? You have to abide. Be stable in church. Be stable in church. Be very stable so that your prayer can be answered. Your prayer can be answered. I'm not surprised James, James wrote and he said that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. You see, because it's like it takes something to be called righteous. After being born again, stable in church, flowing with God, stable in the faith, not with side issues and side kicks and side things, but you are, you are, you're, 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 you're confined, you're confined to church. You're confined to Christ. I mean, you live in the Christ world. Those are people go to men of God to pray for them. Because it's like these people are very devoted. We know that when they pray, God will answer. But it's supposed to be for all Christians. Not for special men. It's supposed to be for all Christians. When, when you pray, God will hear. But all Christians must be abiding. They must be abiding. They must be staying. They must be stable, strong, strong, strong in Christ. In Christ, you have to shave off some things from your life so that there's a clear separation that, no, I am in Christ. I am here. This is where I am. I am in the Lord. I am fully in the Lord. Otherwise, you make shipwreck of your faith. Because soon you start saying that all these things don't work. When we pray, there's no answer. When we pray, there's this. When we pray, there's this. No, it's because you have not been abiding. It's because you've not been abiding. If you abide the great prayer promise of God that it shall be done unto you will be fulfilled in your life. Abide. Abide in Christ. Be a Christian. Be a Christian through and through. Be a Christian on Sunday. Be a Christian on Monday. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Don't take any day off, any hour off. That because it's not a church day, it's like I can live anyhow, conduct myself anyhow. Be a Christian all the time. All the time. When you're logging on onto that dodgy site, remember you're a Christian. Remember you're a Christian. Remember you're a Christian. Just rem- you remind yourself. Stop, stop, stop glorifying demons in your life. And saying that I can't control myself. I can't do- Stop glorifying demons and devils in your life. Abide in Christ. When you say, tell yourself, I'm a Christian. That is who I am. That is what I am. 
signing contracts with devils, giving them 50-year lease in your life. 10-year lease, 50-year lease, 5-year lease. It's like, okay, it will end in five years. You know, let me tell you. Some of us think that some problems are solved by marriage. It is not. It is not. It is not. It won't change. It won't change if you don't allow the real thing to change. It won't change. Yeah. It won't change. You think jumping around will be solved by people who jump around, they still jump around. Oh yeah. Married guys who are into pornography, they're still into pornography. It doesn't solve it. It doesn't solve it. They are even more unimpressed with this dull girl they've gone to get because of because of the programming that they have from those actors. So they feel, this is what it is. This is what it is. So now, poor girl, she's there. She doesn't know what to do. She's like, she's become like a piece of wood. Now you have to, you have to educate yourself and tell yourself the bare truth. But no, I've got to snap out of this evil demonic world that I'm trapped in. Of things that are not real. Of actors and pretenders. Bless you, my dear. Bless you. May you live long. Yeah. So before you realize, the person who hasn't got a problem now looks as though he has the problem. And the person without the problem rather looks the person with the, with the problem rather looks like she hasn't got a problem. Because now demons have become the lecturers in the house and the teachers and the ones who set the standards. Devils, wicked devils that you've seen on screens and different places, evil people you have met along the line have become your teachers in your marriage. Because you employ them, you entertain them. Instead of rejecting them, you said, oh, it will take a while. I have a five-year lease with them. They will go off with time. He said, oh, once I marry, it will go. No. You see, you're married, but the gremlins are still hanging on. They're still hanging on. But in the name of Jesus, the power of every demon is broken from your life. You are liberated. Are you understanding me? If you abide in me and my words abide in you. Read the words of Jesus every day. Read the words of God every day. So the words abide in you. Jesus, when he met Satan, the only force he used was the words of God. He said, it is written. It is written. It is written. It is written. This is written. That's what he used. Do you have time for one more promise? Yes. I'll give you one more promise. I'm sure three a day will be good. It's a good dosage. Is it a good dosage? Yeah. A good dosage for your system. 
three, three times a day. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So the first promise is what? Pray in the name of Jesus. Second promise is what? Abide. God will answer prayers of those who abide in him. Your sentences are incomplete. Number one is, God has promised to answer prayers that we make in the name of Jesus. Number two, God has promised to answer prayers of those who abide in him. Okay, so you can't just write abide in him. We're talking about prayer promises. There's a few months from now, if you're sharing with someone, you don't even know what you're saying. They will say, okay, abide in him. So they must abide in him. So you can abide in him. So since you're abiding in him, you'll be abiding in him. Abide in him. Say amen, abide in him. <laughs> Number three, God has promised to answer prayer, prayers of those with persistence. Persistence. Luke chapter 18. And he spake a parable unto them to this end that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Never stop praying. Never stop praying. Never stop praying. Never give up when it gets to prayer. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. I don't think any of you here, on your journey here, when you got to um, Holborn Station, you said, I'm there. So you sat there. You continued. That's how prayer, prayer is not, it's not, it's not that kind of imaginary um, Something in your mind that is like, okay, I feel I ha- like I have it. You see, faith, faith, faith is not an imagination. Faith is the substance. Faith, faith has substance. There's substance to faith. There's tangibility to faith. There's realness to faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Hope. As imagination, I'm hoping, I wish, I desire, I long for, it will happen. That is hope. Hope is not something that you can touch. But faith is what brings your hope into reality. So hope has, it is the substance. Faith is the thing that substantiates your hope and your dreams and your wishes. So when you are dealing with God and you are praying for something... Don't leave it to imagination and and just a mere wish. Because God is real. God is real. And he really answers prayer. I mean, he really answers prayer. What you want, God will give it to you. I thought you'd say a better amen. Amen. What you have desired, God will cause it to be delivered to you. Yeah. Just don't give up. Just don't give up. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. 
Do you realize that you gave yourself the time limit, but by 25 years, you must have this. God didn't give it to you. You gave it to yourself. You gave yourself that age. You are the one who has discouraged yourself. You are the one. God, did God ever tell you that by 25? You gave yourself 25. You gave yourself 26. You gave yourself that figure. God is not involved. You gave yourself 28. Since you got, became 28, you've become gloomy. A little more exciting and interesting, loving God, because you gave yourself 28. He never gave you 28. He never mentioned a figure to you. He said, I will do it. That's what he said. He said, I will do it. He said, it shall be done. He said, he said, he said, the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut off. He said, the expectation of the righteous is only good. He said, the desires of the righteous shall be fulfilled. The desires, what the righteous person wants shall be done. And then you gave yourself, the desires of the righteous at 28 shall be done. God never said that. The depressed cap you are wearing, you, you bought it yourself. Can you please return, to, return it to whoever you bought it? You are returning it today. Amen. Because God will answer. God will answer. And, see, it's, and Satan is very happy that you give yourself these clauses. These clauses, these kind of teachings, you know, give God, give God an ultimatum. Give God this. How many of the, of the ultimatum you gave God has he fulfilled? How can you tell God what to do? How can you tell him what to do? How can you tell God that God appear at this time? Otherwise what? Otherwise what? Somebody else will do what you think nobody can do. Somebody else will do it. Someone else will do it. Even me with my little, I don't have much, you know, but the little authority I have or whatever, leadership, whatever, I don't know what I have. The little something that I have. I can see how I can give one instruction, two. If you are not willing to change, it's not a quarrel. It's okay. Let the person who will obey come and do it. Because you are not serving your purpose. Your function is therefore of no use. If you want to tell us how you want to do things, then do it in your room. Stand in your room and minister to yourself. Do what you want to do. The, The person who chose you had... Has an aim. If you won't do it, you don't like to be told. Because there are people who don't like to be told. You, you, you can even see, as they are being told, you can even see some diplomatic irritation. I, <laughs> I just stand there and watch where I say, I don't need this. I don't need it. With a little whatever, you know, I'm, I'm nothing but a little. Do you understand a little? Yes. I don't need this. Let's give God the best. I'm only trying to give God the best. That we should give God the best. I don't need attitudes. It's not about you. It has never been about. It has never been about anybody. It will never be about any particular human being. It's about who can give God what He has given. The vision is from God. The direction is from God. Who would like to give God the best? Not you. And entertain yourself in your house. Stop giving God 
standards. His advice, don't faint. Keep praying. Keep praying. Don't buy that thing. Once you have asked God, once is enough. If you ask twice, it means you don't have faith. No. I don't know which verse you read. I don't know where they got that teaching from. I don't know where you got that teaching from. Jacob wrestled with an angel from whenever till daybreak. He didn't stop till he got a blessing. The only thing he was asking for that you will bless me. That you will bless me. That you will bless me. Look at Jesus. For three hours was the garden of Gethsemane. Praying to God. If he's supposed to take this cup away from me, God said, no, this cup, you have to drink it. You have to drink it. You are, you are, it must be drunk. It must be drunk. Then we, we pray once and we say, if we pray again. So it's like, it's like all your prayers, two minute prayer. Somebody has taught you that if you pray again, it means you don't have faith. If you pray again, it means you have faith. You have faith. He said, ask. The words, the words Jesus used in teaching them a prayer. Ask, seek, knock. It's, it's, like, it's like the intensity is increasing. It's increasing. Asking, then now find. Then now knock, knock, knock. He said, there are people who ask. There are people who seek. There are people who knock. 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 Low achievers, low achievers are people who give in easily. They try once or twice and they're okay. High achievers, high achievers. I'll tell you something that may surprise you. High achievers are people who are very comfortable with failure. They're very, very comfortable with it. It's not a, they, they, are not, they are not flustered or put off by the fact that I tried and it didn't work. I will call it, they don't even, a high won't even call it failure. You say a setback, you know. I had a setback, I'm trying again. High achievers, get into their lives. They'll tell you how many times they've tried what they are doing. You just try this once, one month, he said the church is not growing. Hey. hey. Are you a pope? You just go, you want the church to start growing. Like, why? No. High achievers. They are, it, it, it may not sound too nice, but they are comfortable with failure. They are comfortable with failure. Failure doesn't affect them. Failure doesn't affect them. It doesn't make them close shop or be put off. Never faint in your prayer. Never faint. Never stop praying. You know that person you've been praying for? Never stop praying. Never stop praying. Keep praying. Keep praying. So after you finish praying, they'll call you and you swear words on you. Doesn't matter. Keep praying. It's even a sign to you that the prayer is getting somewhere. So demons are reacting. Keep praying. Keep praying. One day, one day you see, you see them, they'll call you and say, can I, can I come to church with you today? Can I where do you say your church is? I'm coming. Where do, you say, where do you say that church is? I'm coming. I'm coming. Never give up. Don't faint. Don't, don't be the type that gives up. Don't be the type that faints. Don't be the type that says that uh, maybe it is not the will of God. Don't decide for God. Don't decide for him what what his will is or what his will is not. Don't decide for him. You see, I'm a parent. 
Sometimes your child will ask you for something. Your, my response, I can see. My response is the opposite of what they are. Or not even opposite. Maybe not opposite. But it is totally unrelated to what they are asking for. Some of you are asking for a shoe. And then you'll be asking, have you brushed your teeth? And then you wonder, how, I mean, these two, how, how related are they? But they are related. They are related. They are related. And you are, you are being taught something that you've been given some other instructions. Have you followed through before you are bringing this one? How come, how come you, look, you look up to me for this, but you don't do what I say? How come? How come? Who is in charge? Like, who is in charge? Like, who is, do, you really, is like, do you really think I am Lord or you are the Lord? How come when it gets to this, you expect God to provide? But when it gets to that, you say to God, don't judge me. <laughs> They're related. They're related. They're related. Your child is asking you for this. You, it's because what is asking? It's so easy. It's, that's why you don't even have a discussion with the child. It's so it's so easy to do. Do so you ask the child about another thing? If you think I'm Lord in this house, then this thing is showing me that you don't think I'm Lord. So your request and your response to my instruction don't add up. It doesn't match. Can you fix that? Then anything you ask, you can have. So, here ends my brief uh, exhortation for the day. May you discover the power of God in your life. May your prayer get more intense. Intense. The things that you stop praying about, go back and pray about it. Go back and pray about it. And not just, you see, when you pray about something, that is when you actually do it. Yeah. Prayer and what you are doing move hand in hand. Prayer and what you are doing. Faith without works is dead. Prayer is an act of faith. And then you will back it up with works. You will do something about what you are praying about. Yeah. You will always do something. As long as you start praying for someone who is not saved, you see, you reach out to the person. You say, hey, how are you? How's life? This. When you stop praying for them, you've sentenced them to hell. It's like go to hell. Go to hell. Go to hell. Go to hell. I've prayed for, I've prayed for this person for five years. Maybe it's the will of God they go to, that they go to hell. No. If the words of God abide in you, he has wished that whosoever will believe in him should not perish. Should not. That's the word of God should not perish. Nobody should perish. No, there's, there's no one that God is comfortable with. These ones, they should go to hell. No, should not perish. Should not perish. Should not perish. Should not perish. So you continue praying. You continue reaching out. You continue praying. You continue reaching out. Whatever you are looking for, pray about it. Never give up praying. Never give up in prayer. When it gets to prayer, never give up pray. So you have to pray for, you have to learn to pray for long hours. Long hours. Pray for long hours on one thing. On one thing. Pray for long hours for his will to be done. 
for his will to be done. You should pray. That's the life. You have to pray. Pray about things. So that you hear people say, you know, when I was an unbeliever, things were easier. Things were easier because you were a child of the devil. So as he was destroying you, he was throwing in gifts. Now you're a child of God. Now you're a child of God. You need to pray. Instead of allowing your soul to be, to be destroyed. How many of you would like to go to hell? You don't want to go to hell. Yes. So it's better to be in the Lord and overcome the devil through prayer. It's a better life you've chosen. It's a better life. It's a better road that you've chosen. And God will bless you. That's why he's giving you weapons that you can use to overcome the devil. I'm telling you. There are things I have prayed for. I've prayed for. Some, some of them, sometimes years. Then you see it one day. You see, this is it. This is it. This is it. This is it. And there are some that I pray for hours. 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 I always remember one particular thing that I was praying for. I woke up. You know, there's a certain hour when everybody is asleep in the house now, just after midnight. So I went to one of the rooms. I prayed literally till the morning, literally on my feet. I was praying. Look, just around 7 a.m., I saw a vision of a letter in response to what I was praying about. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. That letter came. Something that the answer has been no. And I said, no, it can't be no. Do I not have a God? Do I not have a God? I said, no, it can't be no. It can't be no. This issue, the answer cannot, I cannot accept a no. It shall be a yes. By 2 p.m., the postman was putting the letter through. Yes has come. You see, that one is just hours. You don't faint. You don't sit back. You say, it's okay. Say, no, it's not okay. It's not okay. You employ every weapon as a Christian. Employ every weapon that you have to have what God has promised you. To have what God has promised you. It's something you have to be violent, violent faith. That's something when he has to, he has to curse. You have to curse when you have to curse. Don't just be there and allow yourself to slide like an escalator going down into a scandal. No. Expect answers to your prayer. Stand to your feet and let's close off. Are you blessed by Jesus' prayer promises? It's all from Jesus. It's all from Jesus. So from our Jesus. I pray that the value of the name of Jesus goes high and high in your life. You don't use it for ouch and for exclamation marks. But his name is a real name. Thank God this afternoon for for the name of Jesus. For the name of Jesus. Just thank him. Just thank him. Thank him. Thank you. 
Sometimes there's nothing to ask. You just need to thank God for revelation and for the blessing and for his word. And for the name of Jesus as it's becoming real in your life. Thank him for it. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. You will do well. You will do well. You 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 do well. It's a message for somebody. You will do well. The Lord said to tell you that you will do well. You will do well. Where you are, it's not the end of your life. You will do well. It will be great. Your end shall be great. Your end shall be great. Your end shall be honorable. Your end shall be honorable. His blessings shall be your portion. You will recover. You will recover. And you will do well. Ah, thank him. Thank him. Thank him for the name of Jesus. Thank him for the name of Jesus. Thank him for the name of Jesus. Talk to God. Talk to him. Talk to him. Mala maka labra diba shanda labra diste yata. Mazima labra diba shtokaya pradisto. Nakata stata. Nakasto tata. Nakasto tata. Nakasto tata. Masham de labra diba kapa laba diba kapa. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Jesus will heal. Jesus will bless. Jesus will heal. Jesus will bless. Jesus will keep you. Jesus will keep you. Jesus will keep you. Mashataya, pray, pray, pray. Mashamda labrakapa tosta, labradish teyanda, labradish toyata, lakasta. His anointing is here to break yokes, to set you free. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Mashamda labahataya, klabatashtaya, masheka. Yes, Lord. Mashataya. I love to tell you about Jesus. Yes, Lord. Come on, thank him, thank him. Don't stop praying. Speak to him. Speak to him. Jesus will heal. Issues will be solved this afternoon. Issues to be solved. There are issues in your life. I want you to begin to pray and talk to God about it. In the name of Jesus. Every issue in your life. Begin to speak to him about it. Talk to him about it. Talk to him about it now. Talk to him about it now. Talk to him about it now. Talk now. This is your time. This is your time. It will be solved. It will be solved. It will be corrected. It will be corrected. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Use the name of Jesus now. 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 Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes. Yes, my Lord and my God. Oh, Mashata Laba Diba Kapa Laba Diba Kusta. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Help us. Save us. Yes, Lord. Bless us. Majeka Dalia Dastia. Malama Daba. Malama Daba. Yes, Lord. Oh God. Shamdo Labra Diva Shamda Laba Diva Haya. Oh yes, Lord. Oh yes, Lord. We love that name. We love that name. Yes, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Pray. Pray for yourself now. 
in the name of Jesus, pray for yourself by that name. On any issue, any problem, any burden, any unresolved matter, pray, ask God, ask God in the name of Jesus. He will bless you, He will save you, He will save you, He will deliver you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mashataya, Padalabataya. Palaba daba lava dabaya, lava di batala, lava di badaba, lava di badaba da ustaya. Mashakas to tire. Masindo lava di moshamda lava di bakaya. Oh God, oh God, oh God. Yes, 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 yes. Healing in the name of Jesus. Strength in the name of Jesus. Strength in the name of Jesus. Strength in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes. Yes. It shall be done. 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 Receive answers. Receive solutions. Receive answers. Receive solutions. Receive a way out. Receive a way through. Receive answers. Receive answers. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. You will do it. You will bless your people. Yes, Lord. Father, I pray for everyone present here, Lord. Let them, Lord, receive answered prayer to their desires, to their prayers, Lord. To their prayers, Father. Let them have answers, Lord. Let there be solutions, Lord. Intervene, Lord. Step in, Lord. Come in, Lord. We welcome you into our lives, Lord. We welcome you into our life's problems, life's issues. Father, come in, Lord. Come in, Lord. Come in and take over. Take over. Come and rule. Come and reign in our homes, in our lives, Lord. Anything that pertains to our lives, we welcome you into it today, Lord. Thank you for answered prayer. Thank you for solutions, Lord. And thank you for direction. Thank you for direction. And thank you for hope, Lord. I give you thanks. And I give you praise. In the name of Jesus, oh God. Thanking you. Thanking you. Thanking you. Heal our hearts. Let the voice of Satan be accursed be shut off in our lives Lord the voice of the accuser the voice of the wicked one I curse that voice right now in the name of Jesus and may the voice of hope and the voice of Jesus be amplified and the voice of the Holy Spirit increase in our lives Lord thank you for the blessing of your word Lord heal us Heal everything that pertains to us, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray, Lord. Now, while every eye is closed and every head is bowed, you're here this afternoon. Perhaps somebody invited you to church. Maybe you've been coming to church. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus today. I want to surrender my life to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Pastor, please pray with me. I need Jesus to be the Lord of my life. I don't want to go to hell when I die. I don't want to be lost. I want to go to heaven. I want to go to heaven. 
I want to be born again. I want my sins to be forgiven. I want to be a child of God. Pastor, please pray with me. I need Jesus in my heart. I need Jesus in my life. While every eye is closed and every head is bowed. If you're here like that, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus in my life. I want to just lift up your right hand, wherever you are. And I'll pray with you. Just your right hand. God bless you. I can see the hand there. God bless you. You want to join in. God bless you. Pastor, pray with me. I want Jesus in my life. I want Jesus to be the Lord of my life. I want to accept the love of God and the forgiveness of my sins. Just your right hand. Just your right hand. Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus. God bless you. God bless you. I can see your hands. You also want to join in. Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus today. Just your right hand. Lift up high so I can see you. Lift up high so I can see you. Have your hand lifted up. I want to do one more thing. I want you to come to me right here in the front. Come out of your seat. Find a way. Come. You want to give your life to Jesus. Come. Come. Come out of your seats. Come. Come. Come all the way. Yes. Come. Maybe you didn't even lift up your hand, but you want to come. You can still come. You can come as we sing, just as I am. Come to Jesus. Say this prayer with me. Close your eyes. Everybody say, let's say this prayer together. Say with me, say, Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for Jesus Christ who died for my sins and rose up on the third day. Say, Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. If from today, I'll serve you, I'll obey you, and I'll live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I pray for these ones as they give their lives to you. Bless them in you. Bless them in your house. Make it pleasant for them to serve you, Lord. Make it easy for them to walk with you, Lord. Thank you for your blessing of salvation that you give to them freely. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Can you please receive these gifts? God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. You may go back to your seats. Please clap for them. Want to receive our communion? Sons of God. Brothers, sisters, we are one. And our lives have just begun. In the spirit, we are young. And we'll live forever. Sons of God, hear his holy word. Gather round the table of the Lord. Eat his body, drink his blood. And we'll sing a song of love. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Shout together to the Lord. Sons of 
holy word gather round the table of the Lord. Eat his body, drink his blood, and we'll sing a song of love. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Brothers, sisters, we are one. Thank you for every life represented here. May be well with our lives, Lord. May be well with our health. May be well with our finances. May be well with our relationships. May be well with our marriages. May be well, Lord, especially with our walk with you, Lord. As we eat of your body. As we eat of the body of Christ and drink of his blood. May the doors of the enemy be shut permanently. May the gates be closed in the face of the enemy, Lord. May the enemy have no access into our lives, Lord. Thank you for the blessing that comes with the eating of the body of Christ and the drinking of his blood, Lord. Thank you that the angel, the devil of death, is stayed, is stopped because of the body of Christ and the blood of Jesus, Lord. May the blood speak on our behalf. May the blood speak on our behalf, Lord. May every incident of the enemy be cancelled. May every arranged accident of the enemy be cancelled. May every bad news of the enemy be cancelled. Thank you, Father. And we shall only hear good news, Lord. We can only hear good news, Lord. Let the eating of the body and the drinking of the blood rearrange events in our lives for the better, Lord. For a blessing, Lord. For a breakthrough, Lord. For honor, Lord. Thank you, Father, for this great privilege that we have today. We eat life. We eat hope. And we eat victory, Lord. Thank you for the body of Christ, Lord. That it shall be a blessing. I sanctify and bless every bread and every drink here, Lord. That it shall be, Lord, indeed, your body and your blood that was shed for us. We eat in hope. We eat in faith. That it shall be well with us. The body of Christ. The body of of Jesus Christ. 
eat it. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus Christ. Drink all of it. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. And I love that old cross where the dearest and best for a world of lost sinners was slain so I'll cherish the old rugged cross till my throne thank you for a blessing thank you for healing and thank you for every good thing that has happened in our lives and our bodies because of this communion I give you thanks and I give you praise that it is done thank you father especially that the doors has been shut to the enemy he will no longer have access in that area that he had access the door is permanently shut because of the blood and because of the communion thank you father in Jesus name amen Amen. I think you should say a better amen Amen. I think you should shout a crazy amen something good has happened to you